This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I hope you're remembering to say that every day when your feet hit the ground. This day right here, I'm having to come to you from my office, from our exclusive studios here at Become New, because in California right now, the atmospheric river keeps rolling and we're getting deluged with rain. That's a good thing. The earth needs it. This is God's day. And my word for you today, for us today, for me today, comes from a passage in the Old Testament, in the book of Zechariah, and it's this. Do not despise the day of small things. It's very important when it comes to habit and change. That sentence was spoken initially to folks because people had been living in exile and they were beginning to return to Jerusalem. There was a governor of Judah named Zerubbabel and he was going to try to rebuild the temple, but it looked pretty miserable. It was, they were comparing it, the older people, to the glory of the temple of Solomon and it was a sad, miserable, tiny little shadow of what had once been a glorious thing. And so they were tempted to think, this isn't really worth it. This is not going to mean anything. And then it took such a long time. It was a decades-long process, just one rock after another rock after another rock. But part of what it says in the text is, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, O mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. In other words, whatever the opposition is, whatever that metaphorical mountain was to them or is in your life, it will come down. God will be able to overcome it. However, it happens just one little rock at a time. Who will despise the day of small things? Just one rock on top of another? Yep. Text goes on to say, the people will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Just somebody who says, yep, it's worth it. It's worth doing. Now, this is the way that God works. Don't despise the way of small things. Jesus, of course, above all, is a picture of the day of small things. But this is true also when it comes to the transformation of our life, which happens one moment at a time, one thought at a time, one act at a time, one habit at a time. And in many ways, the scriptures are a book of habits that we can cultivate always inviting God to be a part of them so that over time we can become transformed. One tiny example of a tiny habit, this is from the book of Leviticus in the Old, chap in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 19. There's a verse that says, Rise in the presence of the aged, respect the elderly, revere the Lord, I am your God. What a different society our often youth-worshipping age-fearing society would be if we just cultivated that one habit to stand, to rise in the presence of the elderly. If you were doing that, since you're looking at me, you would be standing right now. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I would be exhausted if I had to stand up every time I was around an old person. It's because you are an old person and that's why you don't have the energy for it. But the idea of that was that people would be cultivating a tiny little habit that reminds us to revere uh, all people and those who get older are often marginalized and kicked to the side. And, and so when I stand, I remember, oh no, you also carry the image of God and I can be changed on the inside. Now, as we're looking at habits, um, two of probably the most uh, impactful and popular books over the last couple of years have uh, similar titles by B.J. Fogg, Tiny Habits, 
and by James Clear, Atomic Habits. Do not despise the day of small things. It is not by accident. If we are going to cultivate habits by which we can be transformed, um, they have to be tiny habits. They have to be atomic habits. James Clear writes about that in his book, and this is what he says. Uh, do, do not despise the day of small things. We often dismiss small changes because they don't seem to matter very much in the moment. If you save a little money now, you're still not a millionaire. If you go to the gym three days in a row, you're still out of shape. If you study Mandarin an hour tonight, you still haven't learned the language. We make a few changes, but the results never seem to come quickly, and so we slide back into our previous routines. We despise the day of small things. Unfortunately, the slow pace of transformation also makes it easy to let a bad habit slide. If you eat an unhealthy meal today, the scale doesn't move much. If you work late tonight and ignore your family, they'll forgive you. If you procrastinate and put your project off until tomorrow, there'll usually be time to finish it later. A single de decision is easy to dismiss. But when we repeat what he calls 1% errors day after day, by replicating poor decisions, duplicating tiny mistakes, rationalizing little excuses, our small choices compound into toxic results. It's the accumulation of many missteps. So then he goes on to write this. Habits are like the atoms of our lives. Each one is a fundamental unit that contributes to your overall improvement. At first, these tiny routines seem insignificant. Don't despise the day of small things, but soon they build on each other and fuel bigger wins that multiply to a degree that far outweighs the cost of their initial investment. They are both small and mighty. This is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits, a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the, also the source of incredible power particularly above all when, when we invite God to be a part of it. Now, I'll, I'll mention uh, what I was talking about in our last session, one of the areas where I've done this. Um, it kind of fuels my spirit to have a clean office, but I always wrestle with this. I tend to be kind of messy. B.J. Fogg writes about how always our behaviors will be the interaction of motivation, how much do I want to do it, ability, how hard or easy is it to do, and then the presence of a prompt. And so... What I found for myself was, um, if again, you think about this, <laughs> think about this little graph right here, whether or not something becomes a habit depends on how high or low is my motivation and how easy or hard is it to do. When I would think about cleaning my office at the end of the day, um, I wanted to do it, but it was hard to do because it just took too much time. And I would feel like I got to go. I don't have the time. So what I did was to make it tiny. Do not despise the day of small things. I can just put one book away. My goal is only that. Now that sounds insignificant, but see what happens is when you make the goal tiny and you're able to actually do it, it creates a little win. Here are the three barriers that have been keeping me from building habits in my life. I have been doing it wrong, and it's not been clear to me till going through this together, so I'm super grateful for this. Um, one learning is start small. See, the barrier is grandiosity. I wanna change everything. I wanna be a completely different person and have that happen overnight, 
And that lacks humility. It lacks reality. Humility is always just simply the recognition of reality. So start small. Grandiosity will kill me. Um, get wins. The other thing, another factor that kills me is discouragement. I think I'm going to make my office super clean every day. And then when it doesn't happen for a couple of days, I feel like, what's the use? I can't do it. And I become discouraged. So it becomes really important to start small, tiny habits, atomic habits. Don't despise the day of small things so that you can accumulate wins so that I can and gain the sense, the emotion, the feeling, the perception. This can be done. That's why when you get up in the morning and you say those words, this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it, you stop and smile. You did it. And I know it seems silly, it seems tiny, but we are tiny, silly people. And you will change more if you feel good than if you feel bad. And that leads to the third factor that will kill change in me and in you, which is self-condemnation. Grandiosity, uh, that doesn't work and then um, discouragement, and then self-condemnation. Uh, I couldn't do it. I'm not enough. I'm not adequate. I can't. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. And so approach your life, your behavior, when you're looking for change like a scientist. Be curious. Self-condemnation, although the evil one will tell you there's something spiritual or moral about that. Self-condemnation is not an adequate fuel for life. And so to just simply look at my life the way that a scientist would in a laboratory and say, what works? And if this didn't work, then I'll try something different. Start small, get wins, be curious. Don't despise the day of small things. Here's a small thing for you today. In Psalm 143, the psalmist says, I meditate on, all, on uh, the days gone by. I consider your works. I remember all that your hands have done. I stretch out my hands to you. There is a lawyer, Bob Goff, and he has one rule for his clients. When they're in a deposition, a case that could be tense and easily lead to defensiveness, and, and that is they have to sit, usually a deposition, you're at a table with their hands palms up under the table. Yeah, it sounds like a silly thing, but there's something about our bodies. When we go like this, we get tense, we get defensive, we get stubborn, we try to cling. This is kind of a vulnerable posture. A lot of us are praying for the Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin, uh, where his heart stopped. And the whole nation's been kind of looking at that. And somebody who's part of our little fellowship with the Withered Hand, Len Vandenbos, the chaplain of the Bills. And it's been amazing to watch Len work with, you know, these remarkable athletes who seem so invulnerable, but then are reminded in a single second that we receive our lives like this. We are all vulnerable. So today, as you think about it, don't despise the day of small things. Palms up. God, I reflect on the work of your hands. I receive from you what you have to give me. I will live today as I remember it right now with open palms of gratitude and humility so that I can become someone who loves you and others because love is habit forming. 
Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcasts wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.